Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. Hi, everybody. It's 9.57 on Monday night, and I just lost most of this episode, so I'm starting from scratch. That's right. I usually post by midnight, so this is gonna be tight. But it's also going to be quiet, so I don't disturb my Airbnb guest. Ooh, yeah. And it's also going to be a little sleepy, because I'm a little bit sleepy. And it's going to be short, because I had a bunch of cool stuff that I was going to do in this episode, but I lost it all. And so it's going to happen next week. Oh, yeah. Okay, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you to all of you that are about to go and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That is so nice of you. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review before you listen to this episode because it's going to suck. I'm just kidding, you silly. It's going to be great. So here's what's up. On Tuesday last week, I woke up at 6 a.m. I curled my hair because I love to curl my hair. It's meditative and warm. Then I called a lift at 6.45 and then I got to the IVF lab in Encino at 7.30. It was egg retrieval time, baby. I felt good. As with all of my IUIs and all of my home inseminations, I always feel great on the days I'm taking actionable, obvious steps towards making a baby. I sat in the lobby and filled out some paperwork. Then they brought me to the back to prep me for the procedure. I put on a gown. They put in an IV with fluids. And then we walked into the lab where I would, you know, get the procedure done. Sugar Ray's every morning was playing on the radio. It put me in a good mood. Anyway, the nurses were all very, very cool. The anesthesiologist was so nice. I waved at the embryologist through a sliding glass window as we all waited for Dr. Kalin. Finally, he came rushing in and I told him he better take his time on my procedure because I knew his next appointment was with Hannah upstairs at 9.15 and that she wouldn't mind if he was a little bit late. Then I woke up in recovery and apparently immediately asked for my phone and started taking drugged up videos of myself. Here are some examples. Hello. I'm awake. I feel great. Hello. I just woke up from my thing. I want to record it because I don't know how it went. I'm assuming someone... Those videos, if you want to see them, there's a few more of them. They're on my Instagram for Spermcast in the highlights. And I didn't discover them until later that night. And boy, oh boy, did they make me laugh. All right, so when Hannah was done with her appointment upstairs, she came down and visited me for a minute. I was still out of it. I'd only been awake for a few minutes. I feel sleepy and happy. How many? I have no idea. I just woke up. (laughs) 
I just remember being like, just get them all, Doc. Just get them all. <laughs> I don't care if they're two millimeters. Just tell me. Just grab them. I don't know. You feeling okay? Yes. Any cramping? Not yet, but I'm sure I'll be. My ankles were all swollen last night. Oh, really? Night. Yeah. Last night? Yeah, I slept with them on a bunch of pillows, and like if you press, there was like an old Oh yeah, my ankles were all swollen. I don't know why. The night before, they were puffy, and if you pressed on them, you know, it would leave an indent in the skin. Creepy. They told me to drink a lot of water, to hold back on the salt, because I eat a lot of salt, and to elevate my feet. Moving on, when Hannah left, Amanda showed up. Hi, honey. <laughs> How are you? Hi. And then Dr. Kalen came. Speaking of the devil. There he is. Hey. <laughs> how are you? Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, so we got 14 eggs. Okay. That's good. I'm happy with that. What about the, does that include the huge ones? I, I, I don't know which one came from what. So we just go into each one and drain and drain and drain and drain. So 14 total. Okay. That's good. I think I, I would have been happy with anything over about 11 or 12. So 14 is good. I don't know how many of them are mature. I don't know how many of them are, you know, good, but it's good to start at a good number and because it will go down from there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah. I think two of those are gigantic, so they're going to be overcooked. Well, we don't know if they, we got, any, I don't know if I got anything out of them or not. Okay. That's what I'm you saying. just like pull all the liquid from the follicles. And yeah. And afterwards, you figure it out. Well, what happens if we don't, we don't like, we don't go like one follicle, one tube, and then take that tube out and then do another follicle, another tube. So I go into the follicle, it drains, it may drain, it may drain part of a tube, and I go into the next one and that, that goes into the, that same tube. Or it may be that I drain from a follicle and it fills up a tube and then I put a new tube on there and I keep draining that one. So gotcha. it's not like we go precisely from one follicle to each one. Cool. So. so we shall see. Cool. Okay. Great. How do you feel? Good. About less than five minutes ago, I was blotto. Blotto? <laughs> Is that what a word? Blotto <laughs> I'm still Blotto. <laughs> I think that could be your nickname. Blotto. Blotto. How do you spell that? Is it B L A U D O? Blotto. Blotto. Blotto hockey. Blotto. B L A T T O. Derived from Latin, Blotto. Blatare, Blatavi, Blatatus. I'm not sure if this is correct. I never took Latin, but I like the sound of that. It means to prate or babble. According to the Urban Dictionary, a phrase used to describe the state of mind during a heavy drinking session. <laughs> so do you guys do the ICSI immediately? No. You wait a day or what? No, no. It, is, it happens in about 90 minutes or so. Okay. Um, and then if they're not mature, then they happen later on when they mature. Okay. They don't all mature, but... Mm -hmm. um, if some of them aren't mature, then you do... You wait for them to mature? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then... Oh, I have a question. Someone told me that um, they don't uh, check to see if the embryos are maturing. Not, not in this clinic, but in their clinic. They just, like, wait instead of disturbing them. What do you guys do? So we do a we do a mid range thing where we check them on day three and then day five. Okay, so it's not like an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. When do you tell me 
if you've got any embryos. I'm going to tell you tomorrow how many embryos we have. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to update you on day three. Okay. And then day five, and then probably day seven. Okay. And then, like, it doesn't disrupt the embryos if you look at them on day three or whatever? There's different schools of thought. I think it's like us knowing what's going on rather Um, than it being like, opening up at the end of the thing and being like, here's what we have, here's what we don't have. I think it's kind of emotionally a little unreasonably suspenseful. But also, it allows us to, like, there's certain manipulations we do at certain times, like on a day three. So we don't check them just to check them. We check them because we're doing little things on them. So it used to be you would just check to see what's going on, but we don't do that anymore. So only when we're, there's some there's some reason that we're checking them. Okay. Okay, how did I do? Did I do anything crazy when I was under? You, you're a beautiful singer. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I sing? Stop. You're kidding. Ken right? Rogers, the gambler. <laughs> you are. Then they escorted Amanda and I out, and we went to Whole Foods, and I felt great. I almost felt like I had less pain than I did before the procedure because, you know, my ovaries weren't as swollen and full of fluid as they were beforehand. I also felt great in my mind because, you know, I was doing the thing that was going to make the babies. Anyway. Oh, the other thing that made me happy was I got all kinds of attention. Amanda hung out for a while, then Melissa came over, we all had snacks, and Amanda left, and Melissa hung, and then Michael was there, Michael's an old friend, then I took a nap, I did have some minor cramping by nighttime, but then I got to watch three hours of Bachelor in Paradise, the finale, in bed, without guilt. So all in all, I was very happy. The next day, however, was a different story. This was Wednesday, day one. This was the day that Dr. Kaling would call and tell me if they were able to make any embryos, and I didn't have to wait too long for him to call. So here are the numbers. From the 14 eggs, nine were mature enough to fertilize. Of those nine, five became embryos. To me, at that time, five was not a promising number to hear, given all the difficult experiences I've heard from my friends and women on Facebook groups and... I don't know. But wait, there's more. Dr. Kalen said that there were three more eggs that they had fertilized the day before that still could become embryos, but as of that morning had not yet split. So they were going to monitor those overnight and see if they made it the next day. He also said that of the five eggs that were not mature enough to fertilize on on the on that first day, and I'm just going to not cut out these stutters because there's no time, you guys. It's now 10.20. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway... <laughs> Three of those immature eggs had grown to maturity the night um, that night, and so the embryologists would be able to attempt to fertilize those that day. Okay, does any of that make sense? So five embryos on day one, but maybe potentially six more, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I would have to wait until Friday to hear about any of it. I don't know if these numbers sound great or terrible to you. Most people said, oh, that's great, Molly, but I was being negative, and to me, it just... None of it made me think, oh yeah, I'm going to be okay. I'm absolutely going to be okay. And nothing is going to make me feel that way. So what came next? Two days of feeling like shit. I still felt like I had swollen ovaries. I was so, so tired. And all I wanted to do was lie in bed and stare at the ceiling and cry every now and again. Was it all in my head or was I emotional and exhausted from all the hormones that I'd been on and that I was detoxing from? Hi, everybody. I feel like crap today. It's Thursday, two days after the egg retrieval. I got the news about my eggs and embryos yesterday. I just don't feel good. I feel sad and I feel so tired and I just don't know what to do. And I know I've got a lot of hormones that 
where I was on a lot of hormones and maybe maybe that's making me feel emotional. But I just don't feel great today. <laughs> so scared about the results I'm going to get tomorrow when I hear how they're doing on day three. I'm going to call Shelby Gale and see if she wants to talk to me. Give me a pep talk. Hi, Shelby. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm probably a lot better than you, even though I have a cold. Oh. But at least I'm not in the retrieval weight. I feel shitty. Oh, really? Can I cry with you? (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Yeah, what's going on? I just feel it's so normal. so emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I know, when I was listening to your podcast yesterday and I heard, uh, is it Dory? Yeah. Interviewed, and she was talking about the one-week wait when you're, like, waiting to find out, you know, the outcome of your embryos. And that really is the hardest thing because it's, like, you're, like, getting all of this information that's so important. You know, it's coming in the next week and there's nothing you can do about it and you're completely out of control. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah, I don't feel good. And I yeah. don't like I don't like my numbers. What were your numbers? I retrieved fourteen, nine mature and five embryos on day one. And that's like they they gotta make it to day five and didn't you have like 11 and they went to one or something? No, I had. So actually my first attempt was InvoCell. So they did like the natural whatever. And I honestly, I have no idea what happened with those numbers. But I know I had about nine mature. And then, you know, I ended up with three marulas, which weren't great. So right. what's a marula, you ask? Well, first of all, the name marula comes from the Latin word morus, meaning mulberry. Why would an embryo phase be named after a mulberry? Because it looks just like a little mulberry. It's got these little round guys and they're all smushed together. And that's what the, the, the embryo looks like. It's a mass of about 12 to 16 cells with a mulberry appearance. In humans, the marula stage of development is in the first few days of the embryo's existence, and then it moves on to the blastocyst phase, which we'll get to later if I don't fall asleep. Goodbye. I just, like, I hate the position you're in because I know that stress. <laughs> and like, It's so stressful because it's not like, oh, no big deal. We'll just try again next month. You know, right. it's like... No, it's a huge deal. Like, are we going to take out a mortgage on the house? Or, like, how are we going to do this? And... I wouldn't freak out so much about your numbers because numbers don't mean anything. You only need one to be good. I know. You know? I don't know. I don't know that it's possible at our age to get a lot of good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to have a higher number so that as it decreased, that number decreased every single day. Right. By the end, it would still be a valid number. Right. Like, I could end up on day five with none. Yeah. That's scary. Oh, it's totally scary. And there's nothing that can, like, take that fear away from you. Except for knowing. You know, the fact, like, you have five that fertilize. And your update, when's your next update? Tomorrow. There's something else, too, that I didn't mention. So, yesterday when Dr. Kalen called, he said there's five embryos. 
There's also another three that could become embryos still, but they're still waiting. Oh, okay. Did he, he seem optimistic? He seemed like, it's okay. It's okay. This is okay. Yeah. I think five is a very good, realistic number. Whoa. The other, really there's, there's the one the more thing, too, is that there were three more that matured the night of the retrieval so that they were going to try and inseminate or fertilize three more. But oh. he didn't, he, he said maybe one of those, maybe one of those three that they fertilized would make it. And maybe one of the ones that matured a little bit late would make it. So maybe we'll end up with one or two more. It wasn't like yeah. you're, you're going to have six more. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, and just, he said so, he would tell me, he'd give me an update tomorrow. It's uh, just, it's so unpredictable because the five that you have, you could get beautiful five blastocysts and then like, are you going to have five children? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like those could all potentially be babies or it could go the complete other way. And it's like, it's so early in the stage that like the number of how many fertilized, I don't think has anything to do with how many you're going to get through. Well, my other, so I have two questions for you. Physically, I feel really exhausted. I think it's just, I'm just emotional. Yeah. But like. <laughs> well, you're also on progesterone, aren't I'm you? Not, I'm not, because I'm doing the PGS testing, but like. Yeah. I just feel so tired. Is that normal? <laughs> yeah. Well, you I, don't know because you were on progesterone. Well, yeah, I was on progesterone, but, you know, I was also, like, going through, like, a season of depression of, yeah. like, coming off of my first cycle, and um, I think that that, like, weighs heavily. Like, you have so much going on up here that, to be tired, it's, like, it's really just your brain not wanting your body to do things so that your brain can just, like, function and shut down, you know? Like, you're just, it's not a fun place to be at where you are and like I never know like how even like throughout my pregnancy I've been wondering how women are so optimistic you know it's like how are they so optimistic like I see these people like posting pregnancy announcements at like eight weeks or something and, like totally sure that it's gonna happen and here I am at 21 weeks like oh my gosh only four more weeks till viability and like just planning for the worst you know but it's been that way the whole time. It's like some people go in and they just know it's going to work and they're so positive and then it doesn't work and they're like, oh, it's going to work this next time for sure. But it was like, it's hard. It wears on you. And unfortunately for you, I think you know way, way too much. <laughs> I want to like, know more. Like, I, like, I want to yeah. know everything still. Yeah. Like, I want to know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just want yeah. facts, but there are no facts. Like, nobody knows. Thing. Everyone's facts are different. And, like, you know, I always feel like I'm, like, the bad news bearer, just kind of, like, because I'm, like, oh, well. But I'm only one situation because I know another woman who was 40 and did IVF in her first round, she has four PGS normal tested embryos, and she got eight, I think, retrieved. Yeah. And... You know, I'm just like, okay, so, like, for every, like, bad story of people who went through three and four and five rounds of IVF, you have those people who just did one round of IVF and have, 
you know, their future children in the freezer. And yeah. it's like, you just never know. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You never know until you know, and then but the promising thing is, is like they're getting all of this information and learning from it for my, for me it. specifically, I guess. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so happy that you talked to your doctor about getting on um, human growth hormone. And I'm also very happy that he like allowed you to do that because I think that right off the bat, you have like one thing that you're already kind of like doing and putting in that's giving you that much better of a chance. That makes me happy and it makes me optimistic because I wonder what my first cycle would have been like if I had just been on that. But again, I had no idea that I would need that, you know? Yeah. Um, we actually talked for quite a while and that whole interview is in video on Patreon. If you're interested, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and you can hear the whole conversation. One of the things we talk about in there, which we're going to get into next week in much more depth, is PGS testing and PGTA, pre-implantation genetic screening, pre-implantation genetic testing for aneuploidy. Anyway, we get into all the pros and cons, and I'm going to have interviews with a bunch of different women who I've spoken with already and some who I haven't yet, all about the pros and cons and what happens when you get back mosaic embryos as your results. Ooh, I know it sounds exciting, doesn't it? It's going to be a really good episode, trust me. I feel better already. <laughs> just having oh, talked to you. I just felt, I feel, I felt like shit. I don't understand why I'm so tired. But then again, I have to remember that my body's been through a lot in the last couple weeks. And I just like stopped the hormones like, you know, like that. And I yeah. maybe I'm like, my body's just detoxing or something and... Well, yeah. And the hormones, like the effect of the hormones is very real. And like, I think I let myself forget that sometimes. And then it's like the cycle of like feeling down on yourself or feeling down. And, yeah. Like, not being positive and optimistic. And like, yeah. you know, then you just feel like you're sabotaging yourself. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, well, I keep yeah. questioning myself and like all of yeah. those IUIs and all of those inseminations I did, they were all my eggs are shit and none of those worked and nothing's ever going to work. I don't know. I just like feel very negative and yeah. Well, this uh, will be more of like an idea about your eggs and what you're working with. And yeah. hopefully you won't even need an idea and it'll just like be yeah. totally awesome. The first time I, I wouldn't worry so much about the numbers because the quality means nothing or the quantity. I mixed it up. Yeah, the quantity means nothing. Yeah, the either. quantity really doesn't. It's like, yeah, you're probably not going to get any more than five embryos. But like, you know, I see women on here all the time that get three out of three. And you're like, whoa. Really? Like, okay. You know, so it's yeah. like you just never know how these things are going to go. Yeah. It's like one minute they're depressed and they're like, I can't believe I only got three 
And then the next thing they're like, oh my gosh, all of them came back PGS normal. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And however you feel about it right now makes no difference whatsoever. I know. I read this book by Osho years ago and he was talking about just like being be where you are, like in sit in your feelings and appreciate that you're able to have those feelings. And sometimes I think about that and I'm like, you know, even when you're sad, it's like you should celebrate the sadness because it's like, it's such a beautiful thing that you are experiencing life. You'll have ups and you'll have downs and the next year is going to look completely different. So it's like, appreciate this moment, even though it seems horrible. It's just part of the process. Yeah. Yeah, I know you have so much writing on it, and it's like, it's so hard to be where you are. I never liked it. No. Like, could you imagine if somebody liked this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would just have to encourage them to be where they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just focus on getting through the weekend because you're not going to change anything. Yeah. Well, I felt a lot better after talking to Shelby, as you might be able to tell from my tone of voice. In fact, that evening, I even went out and I saw other human beings. It was cool. Finally, Friday came around. It was time for my day three update. I was downtown in Pershing Square attending the climate strike when I got a voicemail from Dr. Kalen. It's pretty hard to hear. In fact, I had a hard time hearing it over Jane Fonda's speech when I was downtown at the climate strike. Did I mention I was at the climate strike? <laughs> I love striking and the climate. Hey, I want to give you an update on the embryos. Um, actually, pretty good. Some of those that hadn't uh, looked normally fertilized before actually have started growing, so that's good news. There's actually a total of 10 embryos that are, are now being watched. Uh, but really, of those, there's probably about seven, six or seven look okay. So that's okay, so in case you didn't hear that, he said that there were now 10 embryos, which means that some of those immature ones had grown and that they're actually kind of focusing on about six or seven of them. This was promising. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't excited, but I was definitely more comfortable with these numbers. My next update would be Monday, today. So I had all weekend to think about it or avoid thinking about it. I chose the latter. What did I do instead of thinking about it all weekend? Well, since I began trying to conceive back in November 2018, I have not taken a single hot bath or gotten into a hot tub or jacuzzi. I haven't highlighted my hair, gotten a manicure or pedicure. I have been doing everything in my power to preserve my potential eggs. But now, those eggs were in a petri dish in Encino. It was time to relax. I grabbed a friend and went to a Korean spa and holy shit, it was the best. I went back and forth from a scalding hot mugwort jacuzzi to ice cold tubs to Himalayan salt saunas and steam rooms. Then I had a painful but incredible body scrub, a detoxing massage and a facial, and then I took a nap on a heated jade floor. <laughs> Honestly, this may have been the best day of my life. Now here we are on Monday and... I waited all day long for that phone call from Dr. Kalen. Finally, he called at 5 o'clock. No, that's not true. I called. I called at 4 o'clock, and then I called again at 5 o'clock. And finally, at 5 o'clock, I got him on the horn. Here he is. Hi, Molly. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry. I know, I, I know you were waiting on an update, and I just haven't been able to get the phone call yet. So I understand. You, literally, it's sitting, it's sitting here. Uh, so um, we're doing good. So they um, biopsied and froze two embryos yesterday, mm -hmm. um, both good quality, four BBs, both of them. And then they did two more. 
for today. One of them is a 6DC, which is a lower quality, and then a 5CC, which is a moderate quality. So, so far we're at four. There's one more that has a potential for tomorrow. So I'm, I'm happy. That's good. Can you say the f- six and the five thing again? Can you repeat that? Yes. One of them is a 6DC. That's just like an overall grading. Okay. Um, so the six is good. That's a, like a well-progressed embryo. The D is like it, it refers to the, the inner cell mass of the embryo, and that's that's a less well-formed one. Uh-huh. The C is the, the outer cells, the ones that will become the placenta. Um, and that one, that's, that's, that one's okay, but the overall embryo is of high enough quality that it, um, that it is suitable for, um, for biopsy and freezing. And then the other one is a 5cc. Um, again, that, that one meets that criteria for biopsy and freezing. So, but, so um, the, the 5 one is less quality than the 6 or higher? Well, the 5 is a little lower than the 6, but the 2Cs are better than the DC. So gotcha. uh, kind of split hair. So they're both... They're both they're both suitable for okay. biopsy and freezing. They're on the lower grade of what's suitable. Yeah. Um, the ones from yesterday are both higher grade than the ones for today. Gotcha. And there's still one possible. And so they they froze two yesterday, these two today, and there's a possible for tomorrow. Correct. Okay, let me just give you a little uneducated, barely researched lesson on embryo grading. But before I do that, I just want to say, hi, little embryos. I'm so sorry I've been so negative lately. I'm really proud of all of you for making it to day five. And I don't care what grade Dr. Kalen or the embryologist gave you. You are A++ in my eyes. Anyway, okay, let's talk about the blastocyst. What is a blastocyst? Well, I couldn't find the Latin origin, but blastocyst, B-L-A-S-T-O-C-Y-S-T, combines blasto from Greek meaning bud or sprout with cyst from the Greek kustis, meaning bladder or sac. So it's a sprout sac. And in human embryos, it occurs right around day five, the stage right after marula. What makes a blastocyst different from a marula is not just more cell division, but some differentiation of those cells. They sort of go to different places. So the blastocyst contains an inner cell mass, which is just a clump of little cells, and that will eventually become the fetus. Then there's the trophectoderm, which is the outer single cell layer of the blastocyst, and that will eventually become the placenta. And then there's the blastocele, or fluid cavity, which is just kind of the space inside the blastocyst that's just not occupied by the inner cell mass. But that's not a good definition of it. I'll I'll, I'll fix this definition for next week, okay? I can say that as the blastocyst develops or expands, the trifectoderm or shell thins and the embryo hatches from that shell. Okay, so now that we know the anatomy of a blastocyst, we can understand the grading a little bit. Here's some info from fertilityiq.com. The embryologist will grade the embryo on how it looks. This is measured by one number and two letters. Let's break down the morphological grading that's determined by a clinic's embryologist. Patients are often given a bunch of letters and numbers to explain their embryo's quality. So this is what the combination of letters and numbers actually refers to. First, there's a number, often ranging from three to six. This represents how expanded the embryo is, with six being the most expanded and the best. Next is a letter, often ranging from A to C. This represents how many cells are in the embryo's inner cell mass. This part is what eventually becomes the fetus. Just like in school, an A is the best grade. Finally, there's another A to C letter grade. This one represents how many cells are in the trophectoderm, or the part of the embryo that will become the placenta. 
The letter grades matter more than the number grade. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so from that we can see that my two embryos that were frozen yesterday, those were both 4BB. So 4 as in blastocyst expansion, BB as in that's the grade for the inner cell mass and the trophectoderm. And then the ones that were frozen today were a 5 and a 6. The 5 was CC and the 6 was DC. D isn't even in the grading system, so that's not good. Let's get back to Dr. Kalen's phone call. Okay, I'm scared. <laughs> no, this is good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. This is right where we kind of expect things to get to. The kind, the kind of the, the, the textbook goal is you get 50%, well, 50% blast formation. So a blast cyst is, um, actually, we're, we're, we're there. Because yeah. uh, the one that's ready for tomorrow is has reached a blast cyst. It's an early blast cyst. Uh-huh. Um, we wanted to get it a little further along before we biopsy it. But um, to end up with, uh, you know, 40% biopsyable blast is kind of like where we want, right where we want. And we ended up with 10 um, embryos, uh, ultimately. So four of them reaching the biopsyable blast is like right where we want to be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. Yes. So, um, so so far four down. That's I'm I'm very pleased with that. Um, okay. To be honest, I think okay. that's really good. Uh, if we get a fifth one, that'll be just icing on the cake. Um, but so far so good. You should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you should be proud of yourself. <laughs> oh well, thank you very much. Um, okay, I appreciate your call. Thank you. And so I will hear from the you guys in seven to ten-ish days, or is it two weeks? Or no, what? no, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm going to let you know what happens with this other one. Oh, that's and right. You are like, yeah, you'll be like, what's happening with my last ember? I yes, forgot we'll about that. will let you know tomorrow. Yeah. Definitely will let you know. And right. anything, there's nothing I can be doing now to prepare my body. <laughs> push-ups. Push. Push-ups. Lots and lots of push-ups. Okay, that sounds good. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm no, you're doing, you're doing everything you need to right now, right? Okay, and I'll just let, also let you guys know when I get my period, yeah? And then come yes, in? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I expect that'll be in about a week. Alrighty. Okay, Molly? Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful evening. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. It doesn't sound like a lot to me. (sighs) And that's where I leave you. I know, it's crazy. It's the shortest episode I've ever done. I've been through a lot this week. Actually, for the last few weeks, so I gotta give myself a break. I'm going to bed. So, you want to hear extra content? Go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. There's also videos there. Subscribe for a dollar or two a month and you'll be supporting this podcast and my fertility treatments and my future baby. Or you can just follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at spermcast. You can leave me a voicemail or you can text me at 323-741-1818. Actually, if you have strong opinions about PGS testing or PGTA or whatever we want to call it these days, I want to hear them. Could you leave me a voicemail? I'll play it on the podcast next week. Or send me a text message. Or send me an email. As long as it's under like a minute and a half, that would be great. Because, you know, (laughs) it's my podcast, not yours. (laughs) And what else? Please go and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Go to Erios and listen to all of their podcasts. They've got some really great stuff. Listen to Web Crawlers, the other podcast that I edit. I edited that one on time today. I didn't have any computer crashing problems then. Anyway, 
I think I've said anyway about 17,000 times in this episode alone. But that's just how I'm feeling this evening. Anyway, good night, y'all. I love you. See you next week. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by ACAST. 